I know I've shared before that I have a few movies that I can watch on repeat and they never, ever, 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 never get old for me. Today we are looking at one of them and that is Sweet Home Alabama. To make me feel even more old, this movie turned 20 this year. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm at a loss for that one. So anyway, keep on listening and find out what two things this film was the first to do. Up-and-coming New York fashion designer Melanie Carmichael, played by Reese Witherspoon, finds herself unexpectedly engaged to the city's most eligible bachelor, Andrew Hennings, played by Patrick Dempsey. Before she can move forward with marrying him, she needs to quickly take care of her many secrets that her past holds, including her redneck husband, Jake, played by Josh Lucas, whom she married in high school and who refuses to sign the divorce papers. Bound and determined to end the relationship once and for all, she sneaks back home to Alabama to confront her past, only to find out you can't take the South out of this girl. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So, no wonder this movie is one of my favorites, and I can just watch it on repeat, because the director, Andy Tennant, also directed Hitch, Great movie. It Takes Two with Mary-Kate and Ashley Olsen, one of my absolute favorites. Ever After, which is really great. And one of the actresses that played the stepsister in Ever After is Lurlyn. The, oh my God, Melanie, (laughs) look at you. You have a baby in a bar. I won't continue on that quote there, but that girl... Who's actually Australian you is what have I read. A baby in, in a, a bar. bar. <laughs> <laughs> that actress is actually Australian, so pretty in- impressive that she can do that good of a southern drawl accent. But anyway, pretty impressive she can have a baby in a bar. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. That anyway, was a funny I'm so bad at that. Anyway, he also did Ferris Bueller and The Wonder Years in the movie Fools Rush In. Oh. Man, Ferris Bueller. That that movie does not Bueller. lie. It doesn't lie in our uh, time span. But my favorite part Bueller. of Ferris Bueller is the part whenever uh, oh. the friend he's like trying to tell himself not to come over. Ferris wants him to drive the car. He's like, and like hits the steering wheel, and then finally he's like, hmm, I guess I gotta do it. But that's like just like that inside tear that he's having against himself trying to make himself mm-hmm. not do it i just love that but part. all great movies too you know just did you say the wonder years yeah the show yeah the, the old old show yeah man i love that show right Fred savage that was like one of my faves great all all great watches golly the new wonder years is good it's too. really good too you yeah. can't go wrong with it yeah, they really really did that up a good Andy Tennant shared in the movie commentary that Reese Witherspoon and Patrick Dempsey got on like a house on fire. They were very relaxed around each other, really good mates. Both were married and Reese had a daughter while Patrick's wife was pregnant during the filming of this movie. So this gave them a lot to talk about while on the film set. Dempsey was as confident in real life as his character, who is portrayed to resemble JFK Jr., Tennant had mentioned. And you know what? I could see that. Like the hairdo and everything. He looks like JFK Jr. to me. So that was a good, you know, 
choice right there for that actor. Tennant said that Witherspoon and her co-star, Josh Lucas, had completely different approaches to acting. Josh is a very serious guy. He takes it very seriously. Not to say Reese doesn't, but Josh really likes to do the struggle, plan, and think. Whenever his performance got too serious, Tennant would call him Rafe, which was a reference to the serious acting Rafe Fiennes does. And then he would lighten up. And for those that don't know who Rafe Fiennes is... The first thing I can definitely mention to you is Voldemort. You saw me getting close. I know. I saw the wheels turning in your head. Like I'm going to do the Voldemort. You saw my face. I did that little smile. (laughs) My lips started to part as I got close to the mic. And you. I'd been planning it this whole time. So yeah, he's Voldemort, but with a nose. Got your nose. (laughs) Bear or Bryant was played by a bloodhound named Baron. It was quoted saying, This dog, I swear to God, would not sit and would not bark. I don't know any dog in the world that doesn't bark, but we couldn't pay this dog enough to do those barks. When the barks did happen, then they were a miracle or production. And they were probably the only eight barks the dog ever did. When the dog was sprawled on his back enjoying the new couch, Annie Tennant said that Baron could barely even do that. Worst actor in the film, he said. I wonder, do owners of, like, animals and films, are the owners get money for that? Oh, for sure. Hmm. wonder what the highest paid dog or, or animal is. I bet it's that monkey. Like, the one that, Oh, that was in Friends and all these yeah, others. Like the, that, Before that, uh, it would have um, probably been Lassie. Was the, was the monkey Maybe. in Friends the same monkey that was in Night at the Museum? I think you found that it was. I think. No, yeah, no. Marcel. It's a capuchin. Mar- wasn't it? It's Marcel a capuchin monkey. And friends, Marcel. Marcel, yeah. 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 But yeah, he's a capuchin, if I think that, if I remember correctly. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you. Now, I am a picky eater. Those that know me, truly know me and been around me enough, know I am a picky eater. I have grown a lot in my pickiness, but I'm still picky. And I, I'm more willing, but it has to be my idea. So but anyway, when Melanie reveals to her parents her engagement, her dad, Earl, tells her mom, Pearl, <laughs> Earl and Pearl, sorry, <laughs> Earl tells her mom, Pearl, to fetch the leftover bologna cake. To me, bologna and cake just should not be something eaten together. But apparently this actually exists. Ew. Ew. Uh, I don't think I could do it. No. I mean... uh. Anyway. Tenet said his writing partner's wife makes this and says it's quite a delicacy. Have you ever wondered what was all in a bologna cake? Let me tell you. Bologna. Duh. With cream cheese between each layer of bologna. Then the top of it is angel food cake. And you put olives on the top of that. It's absolutely disgusting. I will never, ever, ever, ever try this. Take out the bologna and the olives. Yes. Cream cheese and angel food cake. Sure. I will give that a try. (laughs) No, thanks. So speaking of olives, Melanie orders a martini while at the roadhouse her second night there. Later on, you see her. Roadhouse. 
Roadhouse. <laughs> Roadhouse. <laughs> anyway. Later on, you see her eating those olives that came in the martini drinks. Tennant had said that Reese hated olives so much that she needed a spit bucket for whenever they called cut. He decided to torture her by shooting about 15 takes to force her to eat as many olives as possible, rolling longer and longer on each take. That would be something you would do to me. <laughs> cut. We got to do it again. Someone in the background was moving. <laughs> Oh, that would make me so mad. But hey, she was getting paid a lot of money. So, I mean, yeah, I. Uh, I don't I, like olives at all. Bleh. I wish I did. I love pickles, but uh, I bought olives recently and I just tried them again. I was like, man, I'm going to I'm going to make myself like these and that f- flavor. Not at all. I just ugh, do not. Like I'm it. not the one to ask if those are good. So I like pimento. Well, oh, you never had it. You can't go. Bleh. I like pimento, the stuff that's on the inside of it. I don't like the stuff that's on the inside of it. You don't know that. You've never had it before. But it looks disgusting and it yeah, smells okay. disgusting. Well, pimento cheese sandwiches are killer. They're awesome. Love them. Blech. Something you may have noticed is that Melanie's parents have the Confederate flag pillows on the couch. It was quoted saying, we had a lot of discussion about how far we're going to go with the South and the reenactments, the whole thing, Tennant said. It was a bit of touch and go there for a while. After have spending a whole lot of time in the South, there's just such a tremendous pride about their culture and their heritage, their history, and not to have it in the movie felt to us like a bit of whitewash. We decided to sort of embrace it. Going along with Southern things, when Andrew visits Melanie at her parents' home, her mom says, if I'd known we had company, I would have put on the dog. And whenever we were re-watching that, uh, I asked Rochelle, I was like, what's that mean? And you were basically like, yeah, I talk about it in the podcast. So I kind of just waited for you to tell me there. Uh, but you went on to take a look into it. And it's explained by the director that the phrase was created during the 1800s. It means to splurge. It became fashionable for people to walk a certain type of fancy dog in the streets, calling it putting on the dog. Another Southern thing they knew they included in the movie was Civil War reenactments. He said he attended a real one in Alabama during research, which he called unbelievable. They shot a reenactment, which we see in the movie, of course. They always knew that the bit where Melanie asks the dead soldiers for help finding her dad would get a big laugh, and they were right. It was so funny that it even ended up in the trailer. I love that part. Daddy, who you looking for, darling? Earl Smooter. 10 Regiment. Has anyone seen Earl Smooter? He's about to surrender. Thank you. And then they all fall down dead. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I may have seen this movie a time or two. Well, I think <laughs> I think about anybody has. You just this is one of those movies that's on. What is it on TBS all the time or something? Something. It's on something. We have it on DVD. You just. It's a classic. It yeah. you can never go wrong. And I'm so glad I did find out the information on putting on the dog because every time I would watch this, I'm like. Are they killing dogs? What the heck are they? What does she mean? Like, what the heck? Now it makes more sense. And I feel a little bit better about it. I had to question it because they eat bologna cake. So you can't, I mean, you know. I That's don't know. one thing I like about these podcasts. They make us go in and look at it and find out some like, fun ah, facts. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. It's like, what's bologna cake and what's in it? And 
I guess uh, we should make it. Heck no. <laughs> no, we went to that uh, Civil War reenactment recently. Uh, that's kind of cool. It was a very small oh, yeah. little Su- one at um, at super- the at the state park near us, but I would love to go a down. Renaissance s- fair. Let me say, I no, I've been to a Renaissance fair. I want the turkey leg. <laughs> no, I want the corn on the cob, not the turkey leg. You oh. can have the turkey leg. I want all the corn on the cob because it's just slathered in butter. But no, that's not what I'm talking it's about. It's just slathered in coronary artery disease. <laughs> yes. Anyway, no, I want to go down south to. Battle of Gettysburg. See those reenactments, stuff like that. I think that would be so cool to see and very moving. You know? <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. What? <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? I'm thinking about a joke I heard yesterday. Oh. I thought you were laughing at me. Oh no, no, no. You're good. I'm cute. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> After seeing this scene, I think every girl and woman in America wanted this to happen to them, to be proposed to in Tiffany's and get to pick whatever ring she wanted. That, ah, yeah. Girls, you're with me. I know you are. That would just, yep, that'd be awesome. Anyway, Andrew's proposal to Melanie was actually filmed inside of Tiffany & Co. with its staff and armed guards on hand while most of the crew had to wait outside due to the lack of places for them to hide in the shots. I thought that was really cool to find out that those were the actual workers, actual armed guards. Actually, I didn't even know there was armed guards in there, but that was cool to find out in the commentary. It's good to know if you're trying to case the joint. Yeah. And uh, (laughs) you actually get to see the general manager in there. So this was actually the first filmed scene between Witherspoon and Dempsey, so they weren't comfortable enough with each other yet, and Dempsey's nervousness was genuine in the movie. So whenever she's like, are you sure? That was him him actually being nervous, like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> um, this was also the first time Tiffany's allowed a movie to film in there since the movie Breakfast at Tiffany's was filmed there in 1961. Other than filming in Tiffany's, the scene of Melanie walking home after pulling an all-nighter before her fashion shoot, Lincoln Center and the Fashion District were the only places that I had read were filmed in New York City. The production was scouting locations in New York City on September 11th, 2001. Tennant said the film was the first to shoot in the city after the terrorist attacks. Otherwise, the film was partially filmed in Alabama. When Melanie is driving home to her fictional hometown of Pigeon Creek, she passes several houses in a well-to-do neighborhood in Greenville, Alabama, where the director said they filmed in Euphala. Euphala? Euphala? However you want to pronounce it. E-U-F-A-U-L-A. Euphala. I don't know. That's my guess on that one. A small town called Crawfordsville in Georgia doubled as Pigeon Creek's downtown area. So actually... Most of like the stuff was done in Georgia, not even Alabama. A little bit in Alabama, but mostly Georgia. So clear this up for me. So yes. you're saying that, what year did this movie come out? 2002. Okay, so this movie came out in 2002. They were doing the scouting uh, for the production and looking for places. And they were actually scouting in New York City during the terrorist attacks? That's what I had read, yeah. Oh, man. Right? And this is the first... 
like major motion movie mm-hmm. to come out like or to be uh filmed in New York after the attacks. Mm-hmm. Oh. Jeez. Very interesting. Yeah. I had no idea. Well, me either. That's sad. Mm-hmm. It's sad to think about those times. It the is. Time, the time back then, whenever. And it's I mean, been, now thinking of it, 21 years since that happened. Yeah. I was in eighth grade. I was in sixth. Jeez, oh, Pete. Mm-hmm. You're old. <sighs> yeah, I just got that hit with that yesterday of being 35. And I always knew, like, 40, you're, like, midway there. And I'm five years from it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, no. I don't know how I'm going to deal with an old man. I might have to change. Re-upgrade. <laughs> downgrade a little. Down- no, wait, what? Downgrade. Maybe not downgrade is the word. Upgrade. You need, to, you need to get the new one, new version. Update. The 2.0. Gotcha. Yeah. That's what I meant. Not oh. downgrade. I meant, when I was thinking downgrade, I was meaning like go down a couple of years. Yeah, well, good luck. Um could be a cougar. You're gonna you're gonna find somebody who wants to be on TikTok all the time. <laughs> it's gonna annoy you, and I'll say, "Look at you now." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Uh, so, one of the I don't know what you have planned during this. I just feel like whenever, whenever I say this word, you're. You're going to interrupt me, and I just feel it. Oh my gosh! I'm going to interrupt you. All right, I'll try this. Okay. um, One of the most iconic quotes of the entire film is the quote where Reese Witherspoon says, "Or not Reese Witherspoon, but what's his name? Josh Lucas. Lucas. When Josh Lucas says, "Why would you want to be married to me anyhow?" and then Reese Witherspoon therefore says. So I can kiss you anytime I want. Yeah. But she doesn't say until the very end. I it's just, Dakota Fanning, the little girl in the very beginning. That's Dakota Fanning. Oh. That's not Reese Witherspoon. I thought this was at the end. No, it's in the very beginning. When I they're little kids. The no. They're little kids running on the beach. Yes. Mm. Don't tell me no. It's at the end. And in the beginning, when the first opening part. That they they it's two it little that, kids. Okay, they tie it in that way. But does does she not say that at the end? Too? At the very end, she says it. That's what I'm talking. about. But it about. was first said by the kids. It wasn't first said by Reese and Josh. So, okay. Yeah, Dakota <laughs> Fanning and the other little boy. Why would you want to be married to me for anyhow? So I can kiss you anytime I want. So I can kiss you anytime I want. <laughs> that sounded gross. <laughs> Uh, that, that, uh, scene, I guess both scenes, because they're two different scenes, mm-hmm. both of which were But particularly, they were talking about the first scene. The oh, beginning. the first one. Yes. Okay, that first one was filmed on a beach, but it wasn't in Alabama, again. It was on a crowded beach on Captiva Island in Florida on a bright, sunny day. The amazing thing about movie magic is that they were able to dull the collar and edit out all the sunbathers. I think it's cool, like, whenever we were watching it, he's like... Yeah, you see those clouds back there, CGI. It's like what? What? Yeah, that's they did a crazy. really good job of that. But yeah, the they edited out all of, like the scene where the kids are both running, like on the and you can see and like I this, was running. <laughs> it wouldn't be a podcast if we didn't. You have to throw in Forrest throw Gump. Forrest Gump in there. Um, but 
the you see the empty beach behind the kids Would you as put they're your running. arms down no I'm, one cares that your arms are up like a crab i am descriptive with my arms okay and you my, your arms tell, like at crab level like you're about to click 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 click, click. <laughs> I am I am a storyteller with my hands, okay? You had your phone like you're about to throw it, too. Like, it was in one of your hands. Like, I don't know why you have to do that. <laughs> anyway, the beach behind them is empty. In the video, stop. <laughs> in the video, but actually, it was very crowded behind them. So, that's just really cool how they can edit all of that stuff out. Speaking of the beach... They mention lightning striking sand and creating glass puddles. This is true, however, director Andy Tennant shared that when the glass is pulled out, it's not as romantic looking as it's made to look in the movie. The jaw-dropping hand-blown glass, known in the film as Deep South Glass, is work from company Simon Perch, based in Vermont. I thought that whenever I was like reading this the first time, I read Simon Birch. <laughs> That's a like, good movie. That's a movie. That is. That's a good one. <laughs> um, the company says that each piece of lightning glass required a team of five glass blowers. The lightning glass that was actually pulled out of the sand looked like a pile of poop, according to Tennant. <laughs> I thought that was, I could just imagine that. I was like, oh, that's cool. Looks like poop. But it's still cool. It's it is cool, cool to think that the heat from the uh, lightning just. Would zap the sand into glass. I would like to have the like I wouldn't care if it's a glass of poop well you like your little gnome like my you, gnome. <laughs> you show me that you made I am it, like, proud of that gnome thank you very much so to explain this to everyone my senior year I was in ceramics and I made a gnome and this mo this gnome wow this gnome was the bomb I not to brag not to toot my own horn here, but toot toot, this gnome was awesome. Why did you say toot when we're about to say that it looks like a turd? <laughs> but toot toot. Maybe it was planned. Anyway, the gnome was awesome. And I thought, I want to make him look antique Like antique, old. No, stick with antique I like that so much better. I love these. This is... Ooh. antique I wanted him to look antique so I went with r the the color rust for the glaze and when my precious gnome came out of that kiln <laughs> he was brown so now I have a turd gnome it's got his little tapered hat and everything. <laughs> he's perfect I had like a button nose he was he's just the cutest. I love that gnome. I need to bring it here. Take mm. it from my parents' house. But yeah, he's he's a turd gnome, but an awesome looking turd gnome. <laughs> I think it'd be cool to learn to blow glass. Yeah, I think so too. Like watching those shows um, where they make ornaments or stuff like the the competitive shows that they have like on Netflix or something. It looks awesome, but the heat, OMG. That's maybe that, maybe but that'll I, be my next hobby. But whenever we would go to Holiday World, I loved oh, yeah. watching that lady yeah. talking like, and here I'm doing, like, it's like the Bob Ross of <laughs> uh, blowing glass. Yeah. I uh, loved watching it. I, I was just memori memorized. Wow. We can't talk today. Mesmerized. <laughs> that would be, that would be fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to look into that. That's, I don't know. <laughs> A new hobby has been sparked. 
Just watch think Christmas about, like, time. Yeah. He's going to have a glass blowing thing going on. Maybe, but the, think about And like, then we won't have no house. No, oh, gosh. Yeah, no joke. No, you could like make ornaments and stuff for gifts and things like that. Poop class. Oh, I did this whenever I made birdhouses. Never mind. I'm Nope. Forget about it. Nope. <laughs> but the birdhouses were cool. I sold enough to pay for some tools that I bought for it, so... Now house. you have tools to use for other things. You built exactly. us a front porch steps. I don't know what I'm going to do with like this. You bought it. You made us a front porch step. Look at that. Selling those birdhouses, you had the equipment to make us steps, and they are sturdier than ever. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Well, this has been Rewind. Let's watch that again. Please look for us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter under the same name and follow us for updates on future episodes. Each new episode will drop every Wednesday where we will go into depth on another film we consider to be a classic from the 90s and 2000s. Also, feel free to send us an email about what you thought or if you have any comments on the show. You can contact us via those social media outlets or email us at rewind. Let's watch that again at yahoo.com. Why would you want to be married to me anyhow? So I can kiss you anytime I want. <laughs>